0: The Christmas stories in the Bible are very familiar to us. They're stories which often we've heard since we were children. And yet at the heart of each of those stories is such powerful testimony of the way that God speaks. Because each story is how someone heard God speak and then did something about it. And each story is an invitation from the Father to listen and to journey with him. As we read Mary's story, it's so often easy to gloss over the fact there's an angel speaking God's word because it's familiar. But at the heart of Mary's story are some really powerful lessons for what we should do when God speaks. We're first introduced to Mary as an angel speaking to her. The angel is bringing God's message to her. And we read, but she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. The first thing that's happening here, and I know it seems obvious, but Mary tunes in to the fact that it's God speaking. Now, I know we might say, if God sends me an angel, I'm definitely going to stop and listen. But if we're honest, I think there are times where God is speaking and we miss it because life is full. But every time God speaks to us, it's an opportunity, an invitation to further relationship with him, an opportunity to grow close and reserve words of life that have power to bring with them transformation. We talk a lot at church about Kairos moments and in Bible there are two words for time. There's Chronos and Kairos. And Chronos is sequential time whereas Kairos is a specific moment in time, an opportune moment, a moment where heaven is touching earth. And the first lesson that Mary shows us is that we need to learn to notice those kairos moments, the moments where God is speaking and trying to get our attention about something. Maybe for you it's those nudges you feel to pick the phone up and ring someone or to stop and talk or pause and look. But the first step to an encounter with the Father, to hearing him speak, is noticing the moments when he's speaking. Mary does this, and the angel's greeting, instead of being filled just with panic, her internal posture is trying to discern what's happening. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. Her internal posture is leaning in with a heart that's not already decided she knows what's going on or going to be said. But instead, she has a posture of discerning. When we feel God is speaking, our internal posture can really affect how we lean in. When God is speaking, how do we respond internally? Are we coming with an open, discerning posture, listening and pondering? Or are we trying to rush into what God is saying, into the solution to moving to the doing bit of what he's saying? Or is our posture internally one of fear? Or is it just rush? that stops us hearing. But Mary's posture is to notice and discern. She's given her full attention to what's happening in front of us. And the angel continues to speak and Mary starts asking questions. How will this be, Mary says to the angel, since I am a virgin? When God's speaking, it's an invitation to a conversation to go deeper with him. Asking God questions helps us to go deep, to dig really into what he's saying. I think naturally when we read the Bible, we do this a bit more. We ask ourselves questions about the passage. What does this mean? How do I apply it to my life? What is it that God's saying? And God speaks in many ways, and whatever the way is that you hear God, asking clarifying questions like Mary did really helps. For me, I often write the questions down and listen and sometimes the answers come immediately. Other times I go throughout my day and then the answers come. I think asking God questions is like panning for gold. We get excited when we first see that first glint in our bucket. But if we go deeper and shake and sieve a bit more, we get the deeper of what it is that God is saying. We go beyond the surface. As the narrative continues, we see that Mary receives the answer to a question. And once the angels finish speaking, we see that Mary speaks with acceptance and obedience and agreement. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answers. May it be to me as you have said. And Then the angel left her. What the angel has just said to Mary is huge. It's shocking, but her response is to all that she has heard is obedience and to pray. May it be to me as you have said. Mary's life will be forever changed. But she's responding with faith and obedience. And When God speaks, we have the choice to be passive receivers or active responders. And Jesus talks about this in Matthew where he says that, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house on the rock. God's voice has the power to change us. And when God speaks to us, it's an invitation to relationship, an invitation to transformation. Sometimes that transformation will be internal, a change of heart or mind. And sometimes the transformation will be external, but we need to change our behaviours, our environments. But God is always in the business of renewal, and whenever he speaks into our lives as a good father, his desire is to keep transforming us more and more to be like Jesus. And to use us to bring transformation to the world around us. It's not simply enough for us to hear just his words. We also have to align our lives with them and to obey. We have to learn to be active responders. It's an amazing journey that Mary's already been on, hasn't it? We've seen that she now immediately goes to be with her cousin Elizabeth. And I love the language. It says, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country. Mary heads to community to share what God has said to her, to journey with those around her. And we're built for community. In 1 Corinthians we read two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully what is said. When God speaks, having people around us to share the journey of what he has said helps us to discern and to step into what God is saying. Mary went to her community to people to share, to journey with and Elizabeth greets Mary with great joy. She's excited For the journey that God has Mary on. We need people around us to cheer us on, to celebrate with us, to discern and to shape all that God is saying to us. And the interaction between us and Mary is really beautiful, and Elizabeth's joy and encouragement lead to Mary's song. And Mary's song is a song of praise. She's not just sharing her thoughts with her cousin. She's saying that the Lord is great and her spirit is rejoicing with the news that has come to her. Mary's song speaks of who she is and how deep her faith is. She says, my soul, praises the greatness of God and my spirit rejoices in God my saviour. Mary's faith is rooted in Jewish tradition and we can surmise that she's come from a devout Jewish family and she believes in the God of her ancestors. And as we see the song unfold we see her faith is established further. She speaks of God looking on her the humble servant with favour. And she acknowledges that God is taking her humble status and using it to exalt uh, him and that generations to come will know who she was. And Mary says that she'll be called blessed because the Mighty One has done great things for me and his name is holy. You know, her eyes are firmly on God who is bigger than where she is. She sees the big picture of God's kingdom rather than the difficulties and the realities all that's to come. She praises God, she speaks of his wonder and she talks about all that he's done for her ancestors, for her and for all who believe. She recognises God has already performed many wonderful deeds and we can read into this and while she must be nervous about the situation she is in she knows that God has it under control he's not going to give her this blessing only to abandon her she's leaning in here to the truth of who God is When God speaks, having people to journey with helps us to remember and see truth is so helpful to set our eyes to the greatness of God, to all that he's done. It'd be understandable, wouldn't it, if Mary was overwhelmed by a situation. But instead, as she shares with Elizabeth, her gaze is on her father. We're built to journey with others in this way to have people to help us lean in to all that God's saying in our lives, to help us to be active responders. You know, Mary's is a journey of noticing God speaking and asking questions and accepting with faith and obedience. It shows us how community helps us to keep our gaze on God and to weigh what he's saying. But ultimately, Mary's journey shows us that God longs for us to be active responders. So during this Advent season, where are you? Are you longing for God to speak? And do you need to create pause to lean in and notice? Or is there maybe something internally in your posture that needs to change? Or do you need people for the journey? What is the active response that God want you to make in this season
1: thanks Kev, so much that was amazing so helpful that the Christmas story is about people who are invited by the father to join him in what he was doing as he sent his son into the world and so as we begin this advent journey the father calls us beckons us invites us to to join him in his unfolding story this Christmas So would you pray with me? Father, thank you. Thank you for including us in your story. Thank you that when you sent your son into the world, you invited men and women to partner with you, that the light of Jesus might shine. Thank you that that same invitation is ours this Christmas, But as we listen to what you are saying and live it out in our lives, so the light of Jesus will shine as we become part of your story, as we join in with what you are doing. So help me to have the posture of Mary to listen to what you are saying. And as I begin to hear what you are saying, Help me to ask questions, to see it as an invitation into deeper relationship and to share that with others around that we might journey together. So I wonder in the quietness what God's inviting you into today. What is he doing that he's inviting you to partner with him in? as we pause in the stillness or maybe need to create a another moment of stillness we, we we listen in to all that the father would say to us ready to actively respond to live it out that the light of Jesus might shine in our homes with our families in our neighbourhoods, in our workplaces, across telephone calls and Zoom calls and text messages and the multiple ways that we will connect over these next weeks. May we join the Father's story, listen in and respond to all that he's saying to us. So we pray for us as we begin this journey and we ask that you would help us to create A posture and environments where we're learning to listen. Ready and active to respond to what you have to say. And we pray today for all those who are fearful about Christmas. Or simply sensing isolation and loneliness. For those for whom Christmas is anyway a difficult time. And the current circumstances make it feel even harder. The days even longer. Help us, each one of us, to be wide awake to the people that you would point us to. To encourage, to build up, to support, to relate to, to connect with. That we might be a community connecting together. During this time, we pray for the various events and opportunities and connections that we are planning over these next few weeks. And we ask that despite the restrictions, despite the levels of frustration, we would discover that your presence is as real as it's ever been in the way that people discovered your presence at unlikely times and in unlikely ways, may we, through this restricted Christmas, discover your presence like never before. It was a surprise that they would discover your presence on a hillside or down at the marketplace or beside the lake. And so for ourselves, may we discover your presence in ways that surprise us. As we seek to listen and respond to what you are saying and to see the light of Jesus shining in the darkness. So help us. And we pray especially for those who are charged with responsibility to lead and guide us as a nation. We pray that the light of Jesus would illuminate their path. We pray for those working so hard on a vaccine and pray success in the powerful name of Jesus. And so we ask at this Advent time, when we anticipate your coming, we would live lives of expectation, welcoming your coming every single day, every moment in our lives. And so the light shines in the darkness. And for 2,000 years, and even these days, will not put it out. In that quiet confidence, we welcome your presence afresh into our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen.